This is episode 14 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guest today is the founder of the Noble Friend Shop, Carolyn Lemke. Let's get it started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I am your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people from all across the globe, from all walks of life, in hopes that it will motivate and inspire you all to get on your own journey and your own path to fulfillment. And it doesn't really matter where you're at at this current time that you're listening, whether you're already along on your way, you already have your path kind of carved out, and you're looking for additional insight and advice um, to help you navigate the waters, or you haven't begun yet at all, and you just haven't taken that leap of faith yet, you've had some false starts at the beginning, that's okay. The whole point is that you're here, you're listening through, you're trying to learn, you're trying to get better, and that's my whole goal is that a lot of the guests that I bring on are all at different points in their own journey, but you're going to be able to take on some practical knowledge, some philosophical insight from them to help you along your own way, wherever you're at. So I hope you guys enjoyed this new episode and have some good key takeaways from it. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey gang, excited to introduce my guest for today, Carolyn Lemke. She is the founder of Noble Friends Shop. Um, she can be found online at Noble Friends Shop on Instagram or her website, noblefriendsshop.com. Um, Carolyn and I actually go way back as we went to high school together and actually went, you know, went to school for most of the years together um, in middle school, high school, etc. So it's really, it was a thrill to get a chance to speak with her and catch up on all the things that have been going on for the last dozen years or so, um, especially with some of the different businesses she's been involved in and with the current one, Noble Friend Shop. And really interesting to see, see her journey a little bit. Because um, her and I, we stay connected here and there, you know, Facebook, you, you have that opportunity. But for the most part, I didn't know all the little nuances of um, her journey after college and all the things that she went through. So it was really neat to have that um, insight from her and, and a wealth of uh, knowledge that I gained from it. And I know you guys will too. So I hope you take the time to listen through, get your pen and paper ready to, to uh, take some notes. And without further ado, let's jump right in to my interview with Carolyn Lemke. Let's get it started. Carolyn, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thanks for joining tonight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is fun. I um I know we go way back and we do. It's it's, it's fun to have you on here because I'm always excited um, speaking with folks, especially that I know. Obviously, it's nice to meet new folks and have them on here, but folks that I've known for a lot of years that are doing some great things and having success and and kind of going out on their own even and, and taking some chances. So I really love that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to ask you up front here, give the quick 15 to 30 second quick commercial on what you're doing right now, because that's going to lead us into a lot of past. But just any, anyone that kind of fast forward through my intro and wants okay. to uh, and wants to listen quickly, quick 15, 30 seconds on what you're doing now with with the business. So currently right now I am drawing pets. Um, people send me their photos of their dog, their cat, their bunny, their fish, and I draw them. <laughs> and then once you get your pet drawn from me, you can order it on any of 
products that I have. Um, so I have a lot of home decor, um, fun little, I have clothing now, um, some different kind of stuff that I'm adding in for the holidays. And I'm always trying to come up with new ideas on things pet lovers can get their pets on. That's all. So that's, that's what a good I'm doing lead. right and now. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're, and we're going to go into that a lot deeper uh, a little later on. So let, that's good. That's a good intro. So obviously you didn't start there. You've been doing this more recently, but let's take a let's yes. take a step back and let's let's kind of go back in time, uh, back into the uh, the other other millennial uh, millennium, and uh, and talk about kind of upbringing a little bit. How you got okay. it? You know, I'm always curious about, especially folks that you know, everyone's creative. And actually I've talking on some recent uh, podcasts about, you know, creativity and everyone has some different creative thing, mm -hmm. right? But for mm -hmm. you specifically, mm -hmm. illustration and design and stuff, when did that start for you? Do you remember where that was? Or was that when you were really young? Or was that later on that you picked up? When did you know that you had some talent there? Well, when I was little, my mom was really, really crafty. Like she always had us doing a craft on weekends or um, like my mom, she never like would buy our birthday cake. She would always design this elaborate birthday cake or she would never buy our Halloween costume. She always sewed them by hand. So I always grew up with, in a very creative, like um, inventive home. And she, it was like, that's what we used to do to play. Like we would create things. So when I was younger, though, I was never really great at drawing or painting or anything like that. I, it was like, probably in high school, um, I really did not know what I wanted to be. I had no idea. I was even thinking of going to nursing school um, at one point. And all of a sudden, I think, I, I think it was like senior year, um, I started to take photography classes. And I absolutely loved photography and it was a way for me to come up with like composition and I could make things up. I could stage situations and create the stuff that came out of my head, um, and photo photograph it. And I thought that was really, really cool. And then after that, I started realizing that I like to kind of like collage, you know, come up with different ways to like put mixed media together, um, so I was like, well, you know, maybe I'm going to go to school for art <laughs> and see where it takes me. And as soon as I started in college um, in an art major, I realized like this is definitely what I want to do. Uh, and I had a huge passion in my drawing classes. And um, it really kind of started with one of my professors. He said that like, I, he felt that I could create things from my head and copy things that, um, he thought I really had a knack for illustration and maybe coming up with, um, different ways to go about, you know, solving problems. He's like, you know, maybe you should do a concentration in graphic design. I knew I loved computers too. So I would spend a lot of time, of course, back in the day on like AOL and stuff like that. I knew I was good at being able to sit in front of a computer and um, I was good at, you know, troubleshooting on computers and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, let's, let's see what happens here. And so um, I started the concentration in graphic design and I absolutely loved it. 
And I was like, okay, well, this is a good way to take art and make a career out of it. And so from there, um, I went to University of Buffalo and did a concentration in graphic design. Um, and that's, I guess, as far as my education goes, you know. Yeah. Well, can we take a step back for a second? I really want to, because I want to prime that deeper, but you mentioned something earlier. And, and I'm always curious, again, where, you know, that upbringing, that the nature versus nurture type thing is always important. Mm -hmm. Going back to your mother, um, did, did she ever tell you why she was like that? Like she liked to make all that stuff. Was that something the way she was brought up or I'm, I'm always, I'm curious why she injected that into, into her family. Honestly, I've never asked her that question. I mean, that's a really good question for me to ask her. She, I felt, I feel like, you know, because like back in the day it was, she, I think it's her way and she still does it. She does it with, with my children. Um, you know, she just had them a couple weeks ago and created these little stages for these things that they bought at the store. Like she, I think it's her way of, it's like her meditation, you know, um, it makes her happy. But I've actually never really asked her like why she likes to create things or where she became creative. I don't, I don't think her mom was like that. I mean, I know she sewed and cooked a lot, but Honestly, when she, she was little, though, um, I have a lot of her paintings. She painted a lot when she was little. So I think it's something that's kind of always been in her, um, too. And she's definitely, you know, she's not only passed along to me, she has passed along to my sister. And I can see it already in my daughter, you know, that we're kind of all passing that to her. Um, but yeah, that's actually something yes. I should ask her. <laughs> well, yeah, but hey, there, there you go. Well, that's a... Uh... I'm curious to hear a report back to all of us what she uh, what she says. I'd be curious. Yeah, well, I see it now, and I and I think that's so important. You know, with kids, you know, I see it myself with a, with a young child. Um, you know, I, you try to keep him off the iPad as much as possible, but yeah. even now with like Minecraft, I mean, the stuff he builds on there, he's way more <laughs> I know my he's son way more too. creative when I than I am. He builds these yeah. magical lands that you wish you could live in. Um, but that's something too. I, I try to do. You know, I'll, I'll go to. Home Depot with them. We'll try to build, you know, we just built a bookshelf and stuff. So you try mm -hmm. these things that get the, you know, to get the kids kind of, you know, that creativity instead of just sitting there and, you know, watching TV all day. So it's kind of cool to, to see that you kind of grew up with that. And that, you know, probably helped you in what you're doing today. Some of that you, you try to oh, find absolutely. Way, yeah, which is really neat. So going back to, you mentioned, was the, the professor that kind of said, was that in, um, was that at uh, University of Buffalo that, that said that? <laughs> Or was that I, high right after high school, I went to Broome Community oh, College. Okay, okay. So I went there for a year before I went to Buffalo. And um, it was a professor there that, you know, I was just kind of getting my feet wet in the art field. I really didn't know much about it. It was just something that I was like, I think that I'm going to try this. <laughs> and I think it's kind of rare, too, that like, you know, when you're first starting out in college, there's a lot of people who don't know what they want to do. And I think it's, it is pretty rare to, when you decide maybe you're going to try something to actually really fall in love with it and figure out you're really good at it and, and start doing that and, and never look back. And I do, I am pretty thankful, you know, that like it, it started out that way. And, um, my transition into going to Buffalo was pretty easy too. Um, 
as far well, as that goes. Those, yeah. I mean, having those people, I think, or, you know, I always, <laughs> I mentioned this recently too, is uh, about uh, Mr. Hines, if, if you remember Mr. Hines yeah. public speaking, but he's the, you know, the, one of the reasons I started the podcast was because of Mr. Hines. And he, he, that's he funny. Me, he, he made one comment to me back in uh, senior year. He said, you got a great radio voice, you know, you got a great pitch and tone. And I never, you and do I have thought a good radio it. voice. <laughs> um, but but what I'm saying is the reason I say that is you know your that professor if if he never said that to you, uh, mm -hmm. you who knows right maybe you mm -hmm. never would have got on that on that path and that journey it's those little things sometimes that the, the kind of the, the the small you know you kind of you don't sweat the small stuff those, those things are actually really important throughout um, mm -hmm. life which is cool so so you go to you go to Buffalo you transfer there what was the were you kind of just heavy, full in? I know that you majored in that stuff, but were you kind of full in, like, okay, this is what I'm doing for a career. I'm going to kind of, you know, yep. you know, head down doing that. Um, yeah. And did you do yeah. more, was it more illustration design? Was it using Photoshop and, and on the computer? Was it a mixture? How, how were you kind of breaking up your, um, you know, what you liked? Yeah, so at that point, you know, it was all about, um, I was full all in on graphic design. I had, I majored in fine arts, but my concentration was in graphic design. So, well, they called it communication designer. So it was web, it was typography, it was learning Photoshop, Illustrator. Um, and so at that point, it was really about learning the software because the software is really complicated and becoming pretty streamlined at that. Um, so I wasn't sure if I was going to like that, but all my other art classes kind of made up for that. Um, and soon, you know, it took a couple years, but the, the software kind of becomes like second nature to you. So when you're creating something, you have to know, you know, how the software works in order to help your creative process, because you don't know if something's possible, if you can do it, or if you have the skills to know how to put something together. So, you know, it's, it's a big learning curve. Um, and so in those kind of classes in combination with like a painting class or a drawing class or a photography class, you know, it, it was all a good mesh of things, I guess. Um, and a lot of the professors there really, encouraged you to be creative, take your own photos and put them in Photoshop and create, you know, a magazine cover out of your own photos. So it was cool because you could from start to finish, you know, take over your, your projects, um, you know, have a handwritten font instead of a, a typeface, um, certain things like that, uh, really helped create the kind of path that I got going on. Um, as far, cause a lot of people, um, just did a concentration in graphic design. They didn't have the fine art too. So I think the combination of having both of those things, um, led me more to where I am now than if I had only done the concentration in the communication design. So what was the extra thing with the fine arts that, that you, you got out of it? You think maybe others that just did graphic design. <gasps> Is there any uh, one or two things that you can think of or point to? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like create just having a blank piece of paper, you know, in front of you and creating something that comes out of your own mind, whether or not you had like a model in front of you or a still life or whatever, it's something that you created from your own hands 
not just like, you know, putting it on the computer. It was something that you could take that was coming out of your own brain from into your hands onto the paper that then you could translate into, you know, graphic design um, or into a website. And it just helped the creative process go smoother um, when it came down to, you know, more of the computer graphic art stuff. So we'd all like to say, hey, got out of college, started on your own, start a business, <laughs> and it's been rapid fire. But but that what 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 happened? Because because what I'm always intrigued by is perseverance and rebounding. Mm -hmm. and one of the things I saw, because um, I don't think you and I have ever talked about this, but so 2008 hit ish, mm -hmm. and, and you, so you're working. Where were you working at the time? And if you, well, I guess you don't, you can say the name, I guess if you want. Um, and and then you and you got laid off, if if I recall, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I worked and it took me so long to find a job out of college. Nobody wanted to hire a kid out of college at that time. They would all look at your portfolio and say, wow, this is great work. Um, you know, keep doing the free work. I did a lot of free work when I got out of the school and they said, keep doing the free work, keep coming back. And, you know, then we'll see, like nobody wanted to give a kid out of college a chance. And, um, you know, I worked at an advertising agency. I finally got a job in downtown Syracuse. I probably interviewed at every single advertising agency in Syracuse when I was like 23. And then finally, this man gave me a break and hired me. And um, it was a small agency. And I learned a lot at that job. Um, whether or not it was a good or bad experience for me, I really learned a lot about time management, um, how it is to work with other people, how it is to concept with other people, how it is to not have your ideas and your design be your own work. Like I had to create things that I did not like and because it was all about the client and you know, that's, a, that's a job. And, um, I learned that I didn't like that. I didn't like being not in control of the stuff that I was creating. And um, so I did, I got laid off and it was, it was a blessing in disguise. It was really a heartbreak because it was right before I got married. We had just purchased a house and it was tough, but I started to blog about my wedding and invitations that I was designing for my wedding um, programs that I was designing t-shirts that I made, my bridesmaids, stuff like that. And people were seeing this. And this was the time that the internet and blogs were not as big as they are now. This was the time that like things were just starting to take off in the blogging world. And people saw my work and started hiring me to design websites for them or wedding invitations for them. I was like, cool, I could design wedding invitations for people. So I started can, a little and you can side charge, and you could charge money. You don't have to do and it. And I can charge anymore. money. <laughs> and I was like, wow, maybe. So I will never forget too. I went down to an art supply store and I saw a woman there um, that worked at a different advertising agency. And she asked me how I was doing. And I told her, you know, I got laid off, whatever. And she goes, Hey, if this freelance thing works for you, you know, that's the, that's the dream. So if you can pursue that and, and you can get that going, you know, keep going with that and see, see what you're made out of. And I was like, huh, maybe I don't need like a full-time job. Maybe I could, I could start my own business. And, um, 
you know, I took, I took that time and I really tried to do that. I started, um, my graphic design business to brunettes and, uh, I, I really started doing kind of invitations and cards. I opened a little Etsy shop. Um, I was really passionate about that and it did okay. You know, it did all right. Um, I really made my money being able to create blogs and websites for people. So people in the wedding industry started hiring me, wedding bloggers, photographers, makeup artists. And I worked with people all over the world. Um, it was, it was really cool. Was that your first uh, time? Like when that, when that person said, Oh, you can do this as your own business. Was that the first time you ever thought about like, Oh, maybe I, maybe I should run our own business or had you had those thoughts in the past? Like, Maybe you had frustrations when you were in the advertising space or whatever. Did that ever cross your mind? Like, why can't I just do this myself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was that when that woman said that to me, that was the first time I actually believed I could do it. But that wasn't the first time that I thought I could do it. Uh, my friend and I, um, I, I met this girl the first day. She got hired probably a week before me and we shared an office space and we like instantly became best friends. Like we would say we're, we were work soulmates and whatever. And her and I would always daydream of starting our own card business. We would sit there. She is hysterical. So she would come up with all this funny stuff and um, we would come up with these little illustrations that we could put on cards. And it was just, it was a, it was a daydream. And, and when I did get laid off, you know, we were kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to go start this card business for us. And, you know, we tried, we tried, we did. And it's just, I didn't go to school for business. So this is something that I've had to learn along the way. And I didn't know how to do that part of it yet. Um, I was still figuring it out. And I just knew I had the passion to do something on my own. But like I said, when I when I saw that woman and she said that to me, that was the first time I believed that I could actually maybe do it. Um, but and, and then, yeah, so the idea... No, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, the idea came, the ideas did come before that though. So is the, and, and one that's, you know, the, the, the frustrations you had, right. The, could I do it? And those struggles, like that's obviously part of where you're at today. And I think, especially you said, I didn't have a business background, but you probably went out and, and we'll talk about that, you know, sought out some of those answers. Um, oh, yeah. So when did, when did the, so kind of fast forward a little bit, um, the Noble Friend Shop, when did that start in relation to the, the two brunettes in terms of how far after along? Um, so it was probably, it was after I had my daughter. So it was probably about two, two or three years, two and a half years um, after two brunettes started. And I worked with a wedding photographer and I created her website. And the cool thing about working with uh, the, most of the people I worked with were women and they're all small business owners like me. And, um, they all wanted more of a whimsical hand-drawn feel to their branding and their websites and I would create these little like flower illustrations for them, very wedding type stuff. And she, um, for her 
bio page on her website, she had me draw her and her husband and her cat. And so the cat came out so cute. And she was like, can I get this printed out? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I sent her the illustration. She got it printed out. She paid me for it. And um, her mom and I think her mother-in-law, a couple other people had me draw their pets. And it just started like that. It was kind of like word of mouth. People started ordering these pet portraits from me and it was like very distinguished pet look, you know, it was just the face and I would put the name under it. And I was like, well, let's describe their personality, put three adjectives under there. And I would come up with these like little frames around them or backgrounds. And, you know, people would just tell me what they wanted and I would draw it for them and they would pay me for it. And so, um, I started getting a lot of orders around the holidays more orders than I thought I would be getting for something that I just kind of, I, I really hadn't even thought about doing. And um, if we want to fast forward after that, it was probably, oh, another year or two after that was when I was like, you know what, I'm going to open up a little online shop for this and give it some attention and see where it goes. Because I would get these orders around the holidays from people I didn't even know. Um, ordering these pet portraits from me. And I was like, well, and the people would say to me like, you're so good at capturing my pet's personality. Um, so that I felt really good about it. No, that's real. That's really neat. And, and <laughs> tell me about the, the name. Where did the name come from? My husband helped me come up with the name. Cause he'd always be like, your pet, your illustrations look very noble, you know? And so we would, we sat there and um, my husband's creative. He, went to school for English. So he's always helping me concept things. And um, he, he, him and I brainstormed about the name for a while and we came up with Noble Friends and I loved it. I was like, oh my God, it's so Noble Friends. And um, so I started coming up with a look for that and I was really excited about it. Really, really excited about it. And my, I have a very good friend and she's super talented. My photographer, um, her name's Alice Patterson, and she really helped my brand. Um, like I had the imagination and the creativity to come up with what I wanted it to look like, but she photographed that and really stylized that. And I think that really right out of the gate brought me to the next level. So people, you know, cause online, you know, when you're shopping online, you want to, you want to see something that you're like, Ooh, I have to have that. So we really had to capture it in the right way. And I feel like when I um, launched the website, I was really proud of how everything looked right away versus before when I opened my little Etsy shop with my cards in it, it wasn't professional, you know, it was just something that I, I felt like I threw together and I just got it on the web and, and I wanted to take some more time to think about this. I mean, it took me probably about a year to get it to where I want it to be before I launched. Um, well, well that, I mean, that goes to a good point of, you know, knowing your audience, knowing what you're, you're selling, obviously, and you, and you knew photography was a big way to, you know, mm -hmm. to capture someone's eye. So, I want to take a, a quick step back on from a business side of things because there's a lot of folks that listen and 
they're starting a business or they want to start a business and they don't have the foggiest idea what to do. Can mm-hmm. could you give one or two, um, you know, I don't know, one or two hurdles that you had to jump or um, things that you uncovered during the process that you, you're like, oh man, I know that now. I wish I knew it then. Is there one or two yeah. things you can share that maybe um, could be helpful to someone else that's kind of getting started with a business or maybe he's early in their stage and they're just, they're just lost? Well, first and foremost, it doesn't matter how good your brand is, your photos are, your product is, if no one's seeing it, (laughs) then that's a problem. So that's one of the hurdles I felt like uh, took me a while to build up my audience and have people actually see my work. I felt like I was getting buried in SEO. Um, I really needed more of like a boost. I wish I had them. Um, Instagram at the time was not really big when I had launched uh, Noble Friends. And I had wished that I had gotten to Instagram earlier before it's gotten all crazy now. Um, So like social media and stuff, I think would have played a much more important role into getting more people, more followers, um, more of an, an audience and captured my clients a little bit better um, before I actually launched the website. It took me, I felt like I was spinning my wheels for a while to get this, my work seen by the right people. Um, So that's definitely probably my biggest hurdle that, and I'm sure it's mostly everyone's. If, if, if no one's seeing your work, you know, then, then what's the point? Um, And then probably another thing is pricing, you know, sticking, having a product that you believe in and knowing your worth and, and how to price your products, um, is tough. It's, it's something that, you know, people question you all the time. Well, what am I getting for this money? Or, well, this is expensive. And you, you want to cave to people. You want to say, well, I can take this off or I can take that off because you want the work, you want the clients. You want them to spread the word that they liked what they got from you. But I think it's really important to kind of, you know, price your products right, have a plan and and know what you need to get in order to make your business successful. Now, those are two great points. I, I, I couldn't agree more. The pricing is, you know, you start discounting. It, it just it doesn't you know, it doesn't hold the value. You're che- yeah. yeah, you're cheapening yourself. So, um, you know. So did I see that you were you on, you were on the Today Show or you got a, a, a now, um, some uh, word of mouth out there or whatever? Can you can you show that? Because that's a kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So, um, OK, so fast forward then two years later after I had launched Noble Friends and I. I, I had talked to a, a friend of mine and I, I wasn't sure. I was kind of lost. You know, I knew two brunettes made me money, you know, creating websites brings in some good income. Um, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't really passionate anymore about it. Um, it was just something I was kind of doing to bring in some cash flow. And then, um, I really got into running and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll make some stuff for races. So I started thinking you know, about that. And I was about to throw in the towel with noble friends. Cause I was like, you know what? I only make money around Christmas time. So what's the point of, 
of doing this if I'm, you know, I guess, yeah, I can bring in some money to buy my kids some Christmas gifts. And um, I just, I felt like I needed to kind of maybe focus on something else. So it was like a day later that I was, you know, I was just, I was lost. And um, I got this email that said that they wanted to put my products on the Today Show. And I was like, is this spam? There's no way. I mean, I don't know how many people I've pursued blogs, magazines, whatever to promote my stuff. And I was like, there's no way that the Today Show just emails you and tells you they want to put you on the Today Show. So this woman had given me her number to call her. So obviously I called her right away. And she was like, no, I'm a, um, she does the segment on the Today Show and the producers loved my work and they wanted to put it in this love your pet segment. And I was like, what? This is insane. <laughs> this doesn't just happen. And I felt like it was a sign. You know, I needed to keep going with this. And it was last August. And they put, I had a really good spot too on the segment. They really promoted my stuff. Like they, they were like, Oh my God, look at the wrapping paper. This is so cute. Like they really did it up. And the response was insane. I was not prepared for what had just happened. Like I got, it was like 60 orders in 10 minutes. And I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? I didn't even have a shelf in my office. You know, <laughs> I went out and I went to Target and bought a shelf to like put order numbers. On. Like I had to print out all my orders. It was so weird. I never had to be super organized because like, what do you do? I had to, I actually had to hire someone to do the back end of my website um, because I needed people to be able to know to send me the photos right away um, after I got their orders. Like there's just so many things. It took me about two or three days to streamline my system into being able to handle all these orders that were coming in before I could actually even begin to start drawing all the, all the orders. Um, so that was crazy. And, and when, after she emailed me to be on the today show, they needed me to overnight my stuff because it was going to be on two days later. It's like, I didn't even have time to think about it. You know, I sent all my products in, it was on the show. And then I, all these orders came in. It was, it was like a whirlwind. It was crazy. But no, that's, I mean, that's so neat. Just the, the fact that you're iterating on the fly, you know, that's part of being, have a small business, right? Sometimes you can't prepare yeah. or, you don't, or you don't have the, you're kind of just going along as you're, uh, you know, it, it, it's great. I was actually, this is a slight tangent for this, but I was listening to actually a podcast earlier with uh, Damon John, you know, who started FUBU and mm -hmm. talks about almost similar where when he was creating t-shirts, it was kind of like the supply and demand. He was creating them and he started to, and oh, people were asking more. He's like, hey, and then he'd just go and he'd have to buy more and he'd just figure it out along yeah. the way and he'd keep making it and making yeah. it. So it's really neat to kind of hear you. Hey, that's part of the process and, and going along. And I'm glad that you had a lot of success there from the Today Show. And that's, you know, hope to, to continue you forward. So what, what's next for, for you guys? What's on the, on the horizon there? Anything uh, special to share or just kind of keep head down grinding with it? Well, um, I am grinding right now. I, um, I was asked to, I had submitted something um, a couple years ago to Shark Tank. Some, a couple people, a couple of my friends had offered 
or said to me like, Oh, you should apply for shark tank. And I never thought I was right for shark tank. I thought it was more of like, I needed more of it cause I'm custom. So I thought I needed more of like a retail product. Um, so I never really expected to see an email in my inbox from shark tank come along. And they asked me to send in an audition video. They loved my business. They loved my products. Um, and I spoke to a producer there and they wanted me to send in, in an audition video and I was like, what? So this was another thing. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I've never made an, an I've never auditioned for anything. And so, um, you know, I had to, to channel my inner actress and create this video talking about my business. Another thing that um, I still wasn't a hundred percent comfortable doing after the Today Show, I really started to believe in my product more. I knew my work was good and, and resonated with the people who ordered from me. But being on the Today Show really showed me that um, a big audience responded to my work and it gave me a lot of confidence. So the Shark Tank thing, um, making this video, I made a version of it. I sent it to the producer and he said, oh, try to be a little more like over the top. They want to see your personality. Your business is kind of secondary right now. So I tried to really um, sell my business in a, in a different way that I was used to doing, but it taught me a lot about um, explaining things to people and, and making people engage with you versus uh, what you're trying to sell them. So um, that was definitely a learning experiment experience and I made it to the last round of Shark Tank but unfortunately they did pass on me they said for this season so I don't know what's going to happen with that it was a big letdown for me I felt like I didn't feel like I failed necessarily but I was very disappointed because you know I was really looking forward to at least having the exposure I mean that show scares me, but I thought at least getting on the show would be an awesome thing for Noble Friends. And um, I have another opportunity, too, to be on the Today Show again this summer. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, so good things are happening. That, that's really awesome. Have... And, and hey, you learn from those experiences and, and whether, you know, again, you, you can't win them all. And um I'm sure you have a couple of takeaways that are they're obviously good. What was the what was the biggest thing you learned from the Shark Tank experience? Um, it was it's really just about how to communicate to an audience about what I'm about and uh, what I'm what I my work um, and believing in myself and my work and what I do and how to communicate that to somebody in an effective way. Um, in a short amount of time. And, you know, I am my business. I mean, I, I draw my work from hand. So um, knowing how to promote not only my work, but myself at the same time is tricky, but um, I'm learning how to do that better. My V, I should call it Mr. Hines <laughs> and uh, ask him how to do more better <laughs> communication, I guess. Well, um, you, you got again. I, I think that's great what you what you're doing, and uh, and and hey, you got to keep got to keep it up and keep moving the uh, putting the pedal down because obviously where you've taken it from 
and you've had some starts and stops, which is great. You've kind of figured it out along the way and, um, and kind of pushing it forward. So that's mm-hmm. really awesome. Where can everyone um, find, find you and your work um, online? Um, they can go to noblefriendsshop.com. And they can uh, see all my work there. That's where my shop is. And my handle to Instagram is on there, which is also a Noble Friends shop. Um, and they can find me on Facebook through there as well. Awesome. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed having this conversation. I've learned a ton about you, which is awesome. <laughs> I, that I didn't know even. So that's really that's cool. Funny. Um, thank you so much for joining uh, today and, uh, and look forward to chatting with you down the road soon. All right. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you all for listening through to my interview with Carolyn. Um, apologize for a little recording issue there. I'm trying out a new recorder and at least you could hear her voice very clear. Mine was a little sketchy in and out, but uh, as is life, you know, things happen. So you go with the flow. Uh, but anyways, hey, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the interview and some of the conversation we had. Remember, Carolyn can be found online noblefriendshop.com at noblefriendsshop on Instagram and as always you know if you guys are enjoying these uh, episodes I hope you'll take a couple minutes if you don't mind uh, probably a couple seconds only write a review online send me a note let me know how it's going I enjoy the feedback it's always nice to hear the the good and bad um, so I can keep improving remember at Brian Andreco on Instagram or Twitter and then my website, brianondraco.com. If you're on iTunes listening to this, I know a lot of you are, uh, you can just go ahead and pop a quick review um, on the main page or any other podcast platform you guys are listening to. Thanks so much again for listening through. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we look forward to catching you next time. Take care.